0: So here we go. You better buckle up, on Attica. And a whole <laughs> new attitude to your afternoon. I want to know what's going on, and I want to know right now. You know, two dudes talking sports, and you two will be awesome.
1: Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. Who
0: the hell are you? It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show. That's right. We're coming to you live in the corner of Sixth and Market, beautiful, overcast, Kent, Ohio, the Hall of Fame city. Is <laughs> eighteen degrees, and Kenny, I called Mark Miller earlier today. Yeah, had my day all scheduled, ready to go over to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Want to see that mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes helmet?
1: Didn't yeah. come. Didn't oh, arrive. No. Was the weather a factor? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it broke again. <laughs> there goes my oh. day. How's your day going? Oh <laughs> uh, Well, um, got a tooth pulled yesterday. Yeah. That's always fun, fun, especially when it's way, way, way in the back and everything like that. Um, a friend of ours from college. Dr. Thomas Bilski is my dentist, has been for many, many years. And I'll throw this out to our listeners right out of the gate. As a kid, I was petrified of the dentist, dude. Mm. I hated going to the dentist. Now, maybe that had something to do with how many cavities I had, that drill sound. Um, I I had braces. and I had all kind of problems with my teeth. But I hated going to the dentist mm-hmm. as a kid. And I had that phobia even uh, growing up as an adult. I hated going. But with Tom, Dr. Mm-hmm. Tom, uh, this guy, you, you know Hermie on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Mm-hmm. All, I, I want to be a dentist. That's all I ever wanted mm-hmm. to do. That's, he, he loves this stuff. So he's like on the, the, the latest cutting edge of all this uh, dentistry work and mm-hmm. everything like that. And, dude. He got in there and numbed me up. I didn't feel a doggone thing. He took the drill, cut it into three pieces, pulled each one out, stitched me back up, and I was out like in an hour, man. It was unbelievable. And, yes, you know, there's some natural pain because they're poking and jabbing and pulling on your bone and all that stuff, pull the tooth out. But I'll tell you what, man, for, uh, you know, less than, well, a little over 24 hours, I feel pretty Mm -hmm. good. I think I'll make it through the show today, no problem, as long as it doesn't start bleeding again. But uh, he put some kind of collagen plug in there to uh, lessen the bleeding and heal quicker and all this stuff, man. Uh, it, I I could never do it. I could never be a dentist, but God bless them, man. Well, it hasn't slowed you down too much.
0: And you know what it does? It just goes to show you where technology has gone because you and I are basically the same age. And you go back to when we were kids. And the reason you're probably afraid of the dentist is because the techniques were very painful back then. It's nothing compared. You go to the dentist now, they numb you up. They give you that shot. You don't even feel it. Next thing you know, you're walking out of there, man. Uh, Kudos to my guy, Georgie. I mean, I still call him Georgie. And they take good care of you, and you don't really have to be afraid of the dentist. It pales in
1: comparison to go to the doctor's office. You don't know what the heck they're going to do to you. Well, that's just it. We'll throw the question out. Your fear. Do you fear going to the dentist more or the doctor more? For me, it's always been the dentist Mm -hmm. with the exception now of uh, Dr. Tom Bilski. And how about this? They put a numbing gel on you before they shoot the Novocaine in. Mm -hmm. The lady goes... Which flavor would you like? Nice. I'm like, what? What are your choices? Um, we had cherry, nice. I think it was strawberry, and pina colada. Oh, I there said, you give go. me the pina colada. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I love pina coladas when I'm in the dentist chair. Yeah. And so she put that on and numbed me up. And he came in, numbed me up even more and everything. And the only good thing about getting the tooth pulled is this mm-hmm. I do not feel guilty about my diet today because I'm only allowed to eat mashed potatoes. <laughs> Pudding, jello, and ice yeah. cream basically for two or three days. Yeah, soft nice. stuff. So I, I loaded up. I went to Drug Mart today, JT. I got me some snack pack pudding. I got me some uh, uh, cherry jello. I got me some uh, ice cream. I'll make me a, a chocolate milkshake here sometime during the show and everything. That's the only yeah. good thing about getting your tooth pulled.
0: Yeah, that technology's come a long way since the time we were kids. You know, you talk about the dentist, you talk about the doctor. How about the eye doctor? I mean, when we were kids, there's no such thing as LASIK. Now they can correct your eyesight like that. They can get you a tooth pulled. You don't even feel it. I mean, when I had mine yanked, what was it, two years ago? I felt so good. I thought I could do the show, but you can't. Like you said yesterday, there's no way you can talk with all that crap coming out of your face. It's coming out of your
1: face. That's the worst thing, the taste of the blood coming Ah. out from the gauze and all that stuff. That was the worst part. I didn't sleep well last night because of that, not because I was in a lot of pain. It was because of that. Mm -hmm. But today, uh, he he told me, he said, a little over 24 hours, do this, 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 and this. You shouldn't have a problem. And so far, knock on wood. It's worked out well. So I'm ready to go and uh, take it through till 7 o'clock, hopefully. It's tonight.
0: amazing, too. You start considering the things that we do for a living. And people always ask us, man, it must be hard to get in there and talk for four hours. And it is to talk four hours in sports and not beat the same horse. Are we allowed to say that, or is that against me? Yeah, well, yeah, you, you do do know that. what I mean. Yeah. Staying the same stuff and being all negative about our favorite sporting teams. And it's hard. And you keep bringing up different ideas. And how can we fix the Browns, the Guardians, the Cavaliers? But you know what else is harder? Could you imagine being a dentist, and you were probably one of his first clients, I would imagine, and doing that all day? He loves it. It's amazing. Dude, he was a wingback when we played at Baldwin Walls. He's a year older than me, two years older okay. than you. He was on our football team. And he was a hell of a receiver. He was a really good receiver. We knew back then. He's like, nope. This isn't my bu- this isn't my calling, and not too many guys go pro yeah. from Division Three. But he knew he was going pre med. He was going right to Ohio State. He was going to become a dentist,
1: and he did. And you know what else? He was a two sports star at BW. Baseball. He too. was a hell of a baseball yeah. player, man. He could hit the sh- oh, hit the crap out of baseball, man. Yeah, for the baseball team. So, um, yeah. And you know what else pisses me off? And he speaks all over the place. He's got his hair. He's a dentist, and he speaks all over the place. He's got his hair. He's got perfect hair, man. Yeah. He's got a full head of hair. He's got a nice smile. Cause he... Now, let me ask you this. If you're a dentist, you have to have a nice smile, don't you? Don't I you? Mean,
0: it, it, I think it, you do.
1: It's like, do you trust yeah. a skinny chef, or do you want a, a chef that has a little weight on him? Because he's he He does. He's got great hair. That's he's it. got the perfect smile, you know, and all that does he's got great hair he's got the perfect smile you know and all that so dr tom god bless you thanks and uh let's talk about the browns now jt getting rid of some coaches Um, today
0: they did get rid of some coaches today but the coaches they got rid of we don't really know what they did i mean you're running back (laughs) jobs for the cleveland browns and you've got nick chubb how hard is your job when you're an offensive coordinator and you don't call the plays? i mean we consider the fact that an offensive coordinator should call plays unless of course you're with the Cleveland Browns or the Ohio State Buckeyes. Maybe no. that's not the job of the offensive coordinator. We saw the offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh get fired. He was calling the plays. Right. I don't know what Alex Van Pelt does for a living.
1: I'm going to throw this your way. You tell me if you think this may be the reason why he got fired. He doesn't call the plays during uh, game day. He helps in the game or quarterback during the week supposedly. But as a former quarterback, wasn't he charged with developing the quarterback room what well, wasn't that part of his I don't duties know. and with with how bad dtr looked and pj walker on that maybe they didn't like the way he developed the 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 quarterbacks and well, got rid of them i'm not sure if they i think they have a quarterback coach i
0: know deshaun watson has his own quarterback coach right right so i don't know that's
1: the i don't know wondering i don't know hmm. okay all right i just yeah is it really that big of a deal if he's not calling your plays? No, firing Alex Van Mike? I don't a, think so. Either. It might be a big
0: deal because of this. What? Maybe they want to hire someone to call the plays.
1: So you're saying they got rid of him to bring in somebody who maybe is available now to call plays? Possibly. All right, let me read you what Daryl Ryder uh just sent out. Uh did you have D on yesterday? Yes. Was Daryl on with you yes. yesterday? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um and uh Uh, He does a great job, obviously, covering. He said this on Twitter today. Two names the Browns might be interested in with ties to Deshaun Watson. Tim Kelly, Titans offensive coordinator, Mm -hmm. and Carl Smith, Seahawks associate head coach. Kelly was Texans OC from 19 to 21. Yes, And Smith was Watson's quarterback coach in 2019. Yep. So he gave two names right there yep. to keep an eye on, Tim Kelly and Carl Smith. So if that happens, Daryl, you demand man.
0: Absolutely. The first thing that popped into my head was this. You're going to spend all that money on Deshaun Watson, and you've got an offense that obviously he doesn't really warm up to. I haven't seen it. I mean, a couple of times right. he's had good games, and we're going to keep going back to say, oh, what were they? We know what they were, and there weren't that many of them. So what do you do to help this guy? I talk about making it easier on the quarterback all the time. Yeah. Go get who made him a three-time Pro Bowler in Houston. Okay. Go get whoever had him playing at Clemson. Who? Were... Go get that guy when he had his most success. Go get that guy, and let's see what we've got in this kid because I got news for you. If you don't figure it out next year,
1: I don't know what direction this team can take. The clock's ticking on that trade, I isn't think. it? I mean, the OIC factor only in Cleveland factor, right? Can you trade uh, a ton of draft picks to the Houston Texans for a franchise quarterback and they go out, use those draft picks, then come back and beat you in the playoffs? And then the quarterback you got rid of to go get Deshaun Watson just won his second playoff game as a starter for another team. And both of those teams are in the playoffs still and you're not.
0: Here's the difference. Here's the big difference. You got a kid like C.J. Stroud. You didn't have to hire anybody from Ohio State. Somebody got to him, and maybe he was this good in college. Maybe we didn't get the best out of him in Columbus. I don't know. But he didn't have to have anybody come back in and help him. He ends up being a stud, and he's going to be, unless he has some kind of a crazy sophomore slump, he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC for years to come. Jordan Love, Green Bay, gets to play behind Aaron Rodgers, for three years, this is the first time he ever started, he ran circles around Dak Prescott. Now, would you rather have Jordan Love or Dak Prescott? It's only one game, but I'd say this. From what I saw, he ran circles around Dak Prescott, and I like him better than Dak Prescott right now. So the point is this. Young quarterbacks like that, you didn't have to go out and hire a new offensive coordinator. You didn't have to go back and get what we've seen, and I think we know the reason, for whatever reason, From what we've seen, and I think we know the reasons, guy didn't play for two years. You you spent a ton of money on him. Yeah. Could his best days be behind him? You hope not, right? Well, our Dak Prescott's back. You know, Dak Prescott, three weeks ago, we're talking about MVP. Until you break down the schedule. And you play the schedule game and see all the stiffs that he beat, right? Now, all of a sudden, you play the better teams like San Francisco and even Green Bay, who was a seven-point underdog, and they had their way with you. I I don't know, but I mean... All I can tell you is this. You got a guy like Justin Herbert with the Chargers. He didn't want anything either. I mean, no. everybody considers him a great talent in the NFL. Until you're a Chargers fan and you say, hey, man, we don't even get a wild card with this guy.
1: Yeah, I, I still like him, though. I, I, w- I You know I why would you like him?
0: him? No, what? you wouldn't. If you had him on your fantasy football team, I'm telling you. And I know <laughs> it's not the fair thing, but I'm telling you this much. You can tell the numbers that he's putting up. Now, that team had a lot of injuries. So did the Browns. Joe Flacco outplays Justin Herbert. Come on. Well,
1: he did for for five games. Now, what if he would have had to play all 17 games? I think you might have seen more of what you saw in the playoffs from Joe Flacco.
0: Justin Herbert is so bad, I benched him and played Dak Prescott.
1: Wow, you had both of those. Yes. Okay. And
0: lost the first round of the playoffs just like Dak Prescott did. Yeah, (laughs) Dude. Because they don't show up in the big games Kenny yeah. there are you know who the big game quarterbacks are yeah. the first round picks that are in the final eight teams that are still alive in the playoffs
1: all first round picks right yeah the exception
0: right. of Brock Purdy
1: yeah because he was mr. irrelevant he's the system guy he's you know fits into their system nicely um I look at it from the standpoint of Mason Rudolph uh Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. I would take Herbert. I would take Dak Prescott yeah. and Pittsburgh both in a heartbeat because their quarterback situation yeah, is bad. so dismal.
0: It is bad there. But th- then again, what are you going to do when guys are ranked that high and you-, you take a flyer on a guy like Sam Darnold? He ends up being a stiff. You end up going after Carson Wentz. He ends up being a stiff. You end up going after a guy like Gianni- Johnny Manziel. He's a stiff. I mean, it's a roll of the dice. Nobody knew that. C.J. Stroud was going to be the best quarterback, better
1: than Bryce Young this year? Well, a lot of people were shocked that Stroud didn't go number one, right? And the Texans were thrilled that the Panthers, um, you know, picked Young ...because they heard rumblings that, you know, mm-hmm. Carol, they didn't think they were going to get them, but they stood pat because they heard rumblings that, you know, mm-hmm. Carolina was going to... And, and, you know, it worked out for them. And then they were right. able to not have to give up any draft picks and lose, yeah. you know, other players to continue build, rebuilding that franchise. Right. And right now, here they are. They're on a nice trajectory moving forward.
0: Right, but there's still no guarantees. And a team that went three thirteen and one last year... Ends up winning their division. It's unheard of. We've never seen it before. A rookie coach and a rookie quarterback have never yeah. won their first playoff game together. I mean, the stars align. That team's playing out of their minds, and they're really good. Now, I don't know if you saw this or not, but yesterday we were talking about that game. And when we signed on at three o'clock yesterday, the line in that game was nine, nine and a half. It went down to seven and a half like that.
1: Really? People jumping on the Texans. Huh? I haven't
0: checked it today. Yes. Wow. Okay. Now All I'm right. looking I... at it today. Yeah. Back up to nine.
1: Okay. Yeah, so the the money's coming in. It's fluctuating on where that money's going, and thus the the spread oh. uh, you know, is adjusting because of it. There's another way you look at this game, too.
0: And we saw it with the Browns, maybe to an extent. And, and again, and I know you don't like to use the injury uh, excuse, but I look at it and say we there's no way when you get to the better talent and you're playing in the playoffs – that you can afford to make as many mistakes as they made and win a game, especially when you don't have your best talent. But the thing is this, when you consider this game traveling and moving forward in a team like Baltimore, I think at times, as we saw in the Browns and some of these other teams that had the availability to rest their players, they didn't play well in the divisional round. And, and the Baltimore Ravens, for all intents and purposes, now have taken a couple of weeks off because they had a bye week right. and didn't play Lamar Jackson the week before
1: that. Yeah, here's the reason why I'm staying away from the Baltimore Texans game. I'm not betting any money on it because I'm not sure because of this. Lamar Jackson has one playoff win. As good as he's been, he may be a two-time league MVP after this season. He has – Baker Mayfield has more playoff wins than Lamar Jackson. And, uh, you know, C.J. Stroud has just as many playoff wins as Lamar Jackson. So, And because of that layoff, like you said, and Lamar's, uh, you know, uh, inability to win big games, Mm -hmm. I'm staying away from that game uh, completely, and I'm staying away from the Kansas City uh, game as well. I think in the NFC, I'm I'm locked in, I'm golden on San Francisco winning. And what's the other matchup? Tampa's at Detroit. I like Detroit in that game, too.
0: The the problem is it's harder and harder to handicap because of the blowouts in the wild card round, and now you don't know what to expect. And there are really big lines in these playoff games. I don't know what to expect. I mean, is Baker Mayfield going to have it as easy in Detroit as he did at home against the Eagles? That team's terrible. They really, I don't know what happened to that team. You know, I don't know if they just got old overnight or if it's poor coaching. Because I was watching some of the breakdown. And they just didn't have an answer for a seven-man rush. And they never adjusted to anything. So, I mean, when Jalen Hurts didn't have time to breathe and he lost his number one receiver in A.J. Brown, there was no chance for him to complete any passes. I, I don't know if they'll be able to have the same amount of success against Detroit as they did against the Eagles.
1: Is that game for real? I, I Here's where, as a, a gambler now, I failed miserably in the wild card round. I did not take into account. The stretch run, meaning who played well, who did yeah. not play well during the stretch run, right The Eagles, they lost six of their last seven, it oh, was yeah. five of six going into that game. so as Charles Parkley likes to say, after the first quarter in that game, it was one, two, three Cancun because they knew they were going on vacation, yeah. right and the same uh, you know when you look uh, at how well Detroit uh, you know, has played as of late. They should have beat Dallas after that BS call that overturned the two-point conversion. Uh, and they're division champ. And, yeah, they only won by one point, but they won. And so, you know, you look at those games and you just go watch who they play and how they play in the last four or five games. I think that affects the playoffs. Yeah,
0: but you also got to take into account that the Philadelphia Eagles were in the Super Bowl last year. And they were 10-1 and at one point in time this
1: season. Yeah. And what the heck happened to that team? Maybe they thought, uh, you know, they were just going to get back there. No problem. Oh. Uh, and maybe they had some internal stuff like the Steelers did. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, they're, they're done. I, hey, when they went 10 and one, the odds on them winning the Super Bowl were great. So I jumped on it. Yeah. i I, I lost out uh, about probably a hundred bucks on that.
0: Um, you get to this point in the playoffs. If you can't run the ball, we talked about this yesterday if you can't run the ball in the playoffs your chances to win i think they really evaporate drastically and it's harder to win in the playoffs if you don't play great defense and can't run the ball and getting back to the coaching change with the browns and now we 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 lose a running back coach and an offensive coordinator but did you realize that kevin stefanski if he still is named and we don't i don't even know when these awards come out if he ends up being coach of the year do you yeah. realize I believe he's the lowest-paid head coach in the league. Mm, I did not know that. Kevin Stefanski, I believe, makes about $3.5 a year. That's it? Wow. Consider the fact that Jim Harbaugh interviewed today at Atlanta, and supposedly there's a 10-year offer on the table at the University of Michigan. If he ends up going back there, we don't know what's going to happen. But apparently, they've been saying that there's an offer on the table, or they're trying to get an offer on the table in Michigan to pay okay. him about $12 million a year. Okay. If he goes to the NFL, somebody's going to have to pay him at least that much, don't you feel?
1: Well, yeah. And, and what he's doing is he's using that offer at Michigan to right. drive his value up in the NFL. And supposedly the one thing he wants as part of that deal, you know, along with the money, is um, that – he cannot be fired based on what the NCAA does mm-hmm. to Michigan with the you know this current investigation. Right. He doesn't want to you know uh, sign this contract and then they say, "Well, and then they fire him, so he's using all that to drive his value. Well, yeah, up.
0: and the other thing he said was this too. I mean, the NFL came out and said that if there's anything that comes down from the NCAA that the NFL would in turn then respect their wishes and probably not let him coach there or whatever. but here's my point. When you start looking at the highest paid coaches in the league, the number yeah. one highest paid coach is also the general manager or was of the New England Patriots. Belichick made twenty million last year. Ooh, Sean man. Payton at eighteen million. Pete Carroll, fifteen million. What do those top three coaches have in common? They all got fired. None of them made the postseason. <laughs> okay. Now Pete Carroll got fired. Belichick got let go. Sean Payton, it's oh, his first he's still year. There. But Sean McVay follows then at fifteen million, and he should be paid that much because of why he won a Super Bowl. And then it's Mike Tomlin; he's right after that at number five. He won a Super Bowl. Then you've got Andy Reid, John Harbaugh, Kyle Shanahan, Josh McDaniels getting paid, and then Mike Vrabel made nine and a half million. It's your top ten.
1: Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see. What do you think Stefanski deserves? he's only making 3.5. If you're going to say if you're the Browns and you're going to sign him okay. to a contract extension this offseason, what what are you offering Well,
0: him? I'm looking at the lowest paid coaches and one yeah. of them in the last five coaches is Matt LaFleur, who coached circles around uh, McCarthy, right? Right. He's making 5 million. Okay. Now, I don't know if that's his first contract. He hasn't been extended yet. We know that Stefanski's on his first contract. If he gets extended, it's got to have to be more than five million, don't you think?
1: I think they'll double his salary. It has to be. I think they'll pay him at least seven million dollars a year starting in his first year, and I think there'll be increases and bonuses fine. tied into it.
0: I'm fine know? with so,
1: that. Okay, now let me throw something. That's good, right? Two out of four years, he could be coach of the year. Does it concern you at all that? In the last two years, JT, right, Mm -hmm. he's fired his defensive coordinator, his special teams coordinator, and now his offensive coordinator. No, because those teams got better. Didn't the special teams get better? Didn't the defense get better, we think, even though they didn't travel? Okay, all right. I'm just saying, I mean, these are guys he picked, and he's firing them. Or do you think maybe he was told he had to fire uh, the guys based on the analytics and the people in the front office using analytics with the offense because that was the weak part of the team.
0: I don't think so, Kenny, and the reason I say that is because I think when they look back on this season, they're going to say it was a season of success. Or I mean, do you really think Jimmy Haslam looks at him and goes, 11 and 6, we could have been better. No, 11 and 6, I look at it and say, we should have been a hell of a lot worse.
1: Okay. I I just, you know, I I'm that's a lot of coaching turnover for a guy that you're thinking about extending. But, like I said, he's been there four years. He's got one Coach of the Year award. He may get his second, right? So maybe he's the right I, – I don't know. It's just interesting. That the Browns are always interesting in the yeah. off season. There's always something Absolutely. going on with the Cleveland sure. Browns. Always. And, and they're going to
0: make a bigger move than this, I have to believe. You now, whether so? or not it's a Murray Cooper or they do something with the offensive line, I mean, you can't continue to go- move forward with backup tackles in this league. Although, when you consider the fact that when Jed Wills went down, the left, left tackle play wasn't extremely horrible, but they still couldn't run block.
1: Right. Yeah, and, and that, that's, as you've pointed out, you've got to be able to do that. Now, you know, we saw this when Trevion Henderson played for the Buckeyes. Trevion Henderson made a bad offensive line Average for Ohio State. Nick Chubb maybe has made a uh, you know average offensive line look good in the running game. Well, guess what? He wasn't there, and the running game uh, wasn't as well. So, but I, I still think their biggest need this offseason, one and two left tackle, wide receiver are my top two positions. Then I'm going to throw in a, a game changer on defense as my top three wish list. All right, we got a break in right now. Hey, some news on Bally uh, Sports and how it could affect both the Guardians and the Cavaliers as far as watching their games now and... uh